This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The following podcast contains... I love it when you talk dirty. She talk dirty to you? Oh, she loved the dirty talk. Well, I love it when you talk dirty. Get your mad ass in this pool. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When your supporters actually are racist and you get angry about people calling them racist, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host Dave Bledsoe and this is a Saturday, September 10th, 2016's Baskets of Deplorables special edition of the show where we talk about the butthurt out in Trumplandia. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you by Deplorable You, the new animated feature by Trump Czar Pictures. Follow the adventures of the adorable deplorables as they find new and amusing ways to insult and demean the untermention. Trump, Munchkins, Adolf, Billy Earl, and Milo 2 load up their pickup truck, put up their Confederate flag, and go off on a shooting spree in a Sikh community because they think they're Muslims. Deplorable You, teaching kids it's great to hate this fall. To just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables. <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. And unfortunately, there are people like that. And he has lifted them up. Yeah. Yeah, she said that. Do you know what she also said immediately after that? He has given voices to their websites that used to only have 11,000 people, now have 11 million. He tweets and retweets their hateful, offensive, mean-spirited rhetoric. Now, some of those folks, they are irredeemable. But thankfully, they are not America. But the other basket... I know this because I see friends from all over America there. I see friends from Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Texas, as well as, you know, New York and California. But that other basket of people are people who feel the government has let them down. The economy has let them down. Nobody cares about them. Nobody worries about what happens to their lives and their futures, and they're just desperate for change. doesn't really even matter where it comes from. They don't buy everything he says, but he seems to hold out some hope that their lives will be different, that they won't wake up and see their jobs disappear, lose a kid to heroin, feel like they're in a dead end. Those are the people we have to understand and empathize as well. Now you know the rest of the story. Hey, but you know what? Context isn't important, right? Because, oh man, if you're a TV producer and you hear that, you think to yourself, oh, what a great sound bite. I mean, your dick is really hard right now. And all you need to do is just a little editing and you could take an entirely accurate and true statement and just turn it into anything you want it to mean. <laughs> God, I love television.
television news. They can't hear us. They can't see us. This is not live. It's like a rerun. I know, I know. I said all this last night for the show, but God damn it. Really? Really? So, naturally, there's a meltdown in full swing as millions of angry white racists are shouting their rebel yells. No, no, not that one, Gavin. It's the other clip labeled Rebel Yell. Yeah, okay. I want to kill that nigger. That's it. That's the right one. Do not go on to Twitter right now, folks. Just don't do it, because the hashtag for this topic is filled to the brim with statements completely confirming exactly what Hillary said. It would be ironic if these people possessed any sense of self-awareness. They don't, so it isn't. Frankly, what Hillary said actually was wrong. And she should immediately retract that statement and issue an apology. I, I, I took the liberty of jotting one down in case she needs it. Yesterday, I said that half of Trump's supporters were racist bigots. And that was wrong. I sincerely apologize. It's clear to me now this number was extremely low. And in reality, it's closer to being like 80 or 85%, with the remainder being too stupid to do anything other than to click the box with an R on it. Because there is no way... You can support a man who has said the things he has said, done the things he has done, and not be a racist. Now, I know what you say, what you even tell yourself, but allow me to take off your rose-colored glasses and punch you between the eyes with my truth fist. You were always a racist. It's just that now, because of Trump, your private racism has gone public. And I'm sorry if that hurts you to hear that, but someone needs to tell you the rest of us can see it quite clearly. And a lot of us are voting for Hillary only because you're such bigoted pricks. If you'd kept your private hate private and voted for Jeb or Marco, you'd probably be winning this thing about now. But no, you finally went and got yourself a guy who says all the things you really think. And what you think is abhorrent and vile. You make me ashamed to be an American. Maybe I can play a Lee Greenwood song to salve that wound. Oh, and when the Trump priests get on television and say what she said is showing disdain for working people, minorities work too, you fucking racist pricks. TV reporters call these fuckers out when they say that. Stop letting them control the narrative. Jesus Christ. Take it easy, Dave. Deep breaths. It's just that when you say things like this, you're demonstrating the very racism we're calling you out for. This idiotic notion that white working people are the only working class people in America. Take a look around you. Black and brown people are part of the working class. But you probably don't notice them cleaning the shitters at the banks or think tanks you work at. But I assure you, they're there. And I know the Trumpentologists out there want an apology for what Hillary said. I tell you what, we'll give you one just as soon as you say you're sorry for all the racist, misogynist, hateful things you do and say on a daily basis. We won't be holding our breath for that. I mean, in an angry tweet, Tim Miller, a former Jeb Bush spokesman and fervent Trump opponent, said, Treating people as subhuman, irredeemable, deplorable is no way to run for POTUS. And then he tweeted, Dems should skip the excuses and move straight to the mea culpa. Dude, this is why Republicans have Trump in the first place. Because the GOP's entire raison d'etre for the past 50 years has been exactly this. Willie Horton ring any bells? How about the systemic voter disenfranchisement across Republican-dominated areas? That guy was a prick. A lot of simple-minded dolts are comparing the remarks to Romney's 47% comment in 2012, 
when he said that this number of Americans would never vote for him because they were freeloaders and depended upon the government. No, 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 no. You see, that was shitting on working class people. It had nothing to do with anything other than their being poor and working class. What Hillary said was talking about their actions and words. Romney was punching down on poor people. Hillary was kicking a bigot in the nuts. And we know that most of the bigots supporting Trump are not working class. They're middle class racist living in segregated neighborhoods who never even see a minority or an immigrant. So again, media, stop allowing this false equivalency to play out. Call people on their bullshit when they say things like that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. In the end, I guess this is one of those gaffes that will never go anywhere because A, it wasn't a gaffe, and B, the only people who can legitimately be offended are racists who support Trump. Trust me, those people weren't voting for Hillary. If you happen to be supporting Trump and you're one of the people who think they aren't racist, who are in the other half of the basket, you know, the good people Washington left behind, you can tell yourself that she wasn't talking about you. Maybe she wasn't. I certainly am. You're a racist. You're a terrible American. You shame this country and all the good people in it. Fuck you and everyone who thinks like you. I ain't running for office. I don't want you for my friend, so I can tell you the goddamn truth. And you know, when I started this show, I wanted to come on once a week and maybe poke gentle fun at people I disagreed with. It wasn't mean-spirited or angry, and I never felt like I was punching down. I mean, remember the days during the primaries that Ted Cruz jokes about being an ancient god from the Cthulhu missives? Those were great times! Now I am angry all the time because you people are awful, and honestly, I believe this country was getting better, that we were coming to grips with our prejudice. I wasn't naive enough to believe that it was gone, but I thought we were working on it. But now, with you Trump evangelicals out there preaching your orange God's hate, I realize we never got better at all. We just suppressed the hate and everything I thought was good and true was a lie. And that is why I'm angry all the time. Because we're no different now than we were in 1964. We just lie to ourselves about it. You know, at least a racist was honest in those days when he was holding a police dog attacking a peaceful protester. Nowadays, when a private security goon releases his dog on a Native American trying to protect their land, you make memes about it with American flags and spangly eagles and tell yourself that you're being patriotic. Thank you. Thank you for making America hate again. And when this election is over, and God, please let it be over soon, I will still be here, angry as ever, reminding you how you are a little better than the German family who turned in the Jewish family hiding in their neighbor's cellars. I hope you're proud of yourselves. On Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. That is it for this special edition of the show. We don't do these often, but when we do, it's because we still have a lot of whiskey in the bottle left from the night before, and we're thinking about getting shit-faced again. Hashtag Saturday. You know all the places to find us and the things to do when you're there. You heard them all last night, presumably. You you did listen to last night's show, right? What, you, you guys have a life or something? Anyway... 
For me, Dave Bledsoe, the rumpled and sweaty producer Gavin. Dude, did you run over here to man the board? You know that shit's gonna kill you. You're fat. And all the other fictional people on the show, we want to say, this is where the party is. I can't stand listening to you and your racist friend. I know politics bore you, but I feel like a hypocrite talking to you and your racist friend. Damn, I didn't even need to change the lyrics or anything. It's a great song. We should probably play it every week. We'll see you all next week. Say